You know, the world right now is a really unsettled place. And for such a time as this, women play a most important role in history as peacemakers. The goal of Ladies of Liberty Sound Off is to affect the lives of women in an empowering way through discussion of important issues of the day. So, are you ready? The Ladies of Liberty are ready to sound off. Hi, ladies. I would first like to offer my sincere sympathies for the loss of the Queen of England, Elizabeth, a phenomenal history and a life and a seemingly wonderful person. I never met her personally, but from everything I've read, she seemed like a truly wonderful woman, raising a family under those unusual circumstances and the burden of the history of the monarchy in England. And having said that, I ran across an article that resonated with me because I have had similar feelings to this for a long time. I would like to see the monarchy go away. I find no need for it other than tourism in London. <laughs> so the article that I found, it involves a neighbor, a multicultural neighborhood in Peckham, which is not far from London, from what I understand. And though the people there are mourning the loss of this woman, this individual, they're stating that they would greatly like to see the monarchy just, not just fade away, but just be done. With this, they would like it to be done. The area in Peckham is a, as mentioned, multicultural and a very artsy, creative place where they have festivals, workshops, performance studios, exhibitions. And they interviewed some people there and they were saying they weren't going to watch or queue up, as they say, for the funeral to stand in line to say their goodbyes and their farewells to Queen Elizabeth. But they were going about their business. It was any other Monday and they acknowledge the loss, but they're just saying, why are people standing in line for, I don't know how many hours, but miles, five miles worth of people going to line up day and night with no facilities so that you can take a look at the casket and I guess say that you've been there. It's an historical moment, no question about that. But these people are saying, mm, it's just, that's not doing it for me. So she states, and I can't even pronounce the name. It's, I would just butcher it. It's spelled M-B-Y-I. Can't even guess. Beautiful name. But she states, the royal family doesn't do much beyond serve as a tourist attraction and doesn't do anything for her in particular, even though she pays taxes towards them and she's waiting for the abolishment. And apparently that sentiment runs deep in that community, though there's no Ill, Ill will or hatred, they can see that life in England doesn't need that anymore. 
And though they can respect the history, they would like to move on. And I personally think that would be a wonderful thing for the country to do. Not, not tear down Buckingham Palace and not do away with it. There's still a lot of money that England can bring in with tourism because that history runs deep and a very long time. They can ride that wave for forever, quite honestly. And people, people will come. Just the talk of Princess Diana alone, people will come and they will pay money. And that's a great source of revenue for them. But, but everything else, including the taxes, and though the taxes may not be much, it's a, more of a symbol that they're still paying money to the monarchy. And that's what I think. Well, I have a slightly different view. <laughs> um, and um, when I think of the queen and now, now, you know, queen Elizabeth and then um, now King Charles the third, right. King Charles the third. Um you know, the, the head of state or the, the, the monarch, um, does not, it no longer has a political or an executive role. Okay. Per se. Um, they, they don't make policy. They don't, um, they don't rule, right. The, they don't govern any longer. So the question is what role uh, do they play and why, you know, like you said, why, why do we even have it? Why, why, what is the reason? And when I look at the difference between our government here in America and parliament and the monarch, the monarchy, right. Um, and, and I, I have to say that I'm a little jealous that they, that they actually have the monarch. And the reason why is that so I'm not sure if parliament is like our presidency. Okay. If the prime minister, if there is it every four years that they are, are, um, you know, that they're voted in, but when you're, uh, the prime minister or the president only for four years. Okay. Um, you, you have your own agenda. Okay. Uh, you have your party's agenda where the monarch is no, not threatened. They are not, their position is not in question. So they aren't going to make decisions based on keeping their role, keeping their crown. Does that make sense? Where a president or a prime minister, their decisions are based on staying in power, right? And that may not be what's best for the country as a whole. So having the having the the them as a team, right? To me, there's a voice of wisdom there that is invaluable. When I think of um, everything that I've read about Queen Elizabeth and how she was absolutely a reluctant queen. It wasn't like she grew up wanting to be queen or or being entitled. Uh, she wasn't even supposed to be. Her father uh, became king because her uncle um, chose not to be any longer 
for, we all, you know, know all the juicy details of that, but it wasn't like she, she, she didn't grow up thinking that she was royalty. Um, and so in many ways she did have, I don't want to say a commoner's um, view, but it wasn't an entitled view, a, a view that I would, that she would always be queen. And I think she ruled that way. Um, and, and when I read about her, her meetings with all of the different prime ministers throughout her reign and how her wisdom grew in the beginning, Winston Churchill, he'll actually schooled her <laughs> on, right? Uh, and they became, they became um, great friends um, because he knew that she was young. Um, but I, I, I think that the, the, the monarchy holds a very special place uh, in, in England, in Europe. I think it's a unifying force that uh, is constant. And that's definitely something that we're lacking here in America um, as our our political situation grows, you can see how we're on polar opposites here in America and it keeps getting more and more volatile and there's no unifying force. Each, each new young president that gets elected says he's going to, he's going to be a unifying force, but they never are. Uh, Trump, I mean, Trump wasn't unifying. Okay. And neither is Biden. Biden is definitely not unifying. And I, I just, so I just think that, um, that they have a gift in, um, with the Royal family. They have a gift with the Royal family and the fact that it literally costs each citizen a dollar 65 a year to me, that's way worth it. I think you know, I'm, I'm tracking good. right there with you on this, uh, Judy, because, you know, I, I think the thing that you said that struck me the most, which is the way that I feel, is that that sovereign acts as a focus for national identity and unity and pride in the country, stability, mm -hmm. continuity. Um, they, they are very big on um, kind of pomp and circumstance. They uh, support widely volunteerism in England. And, you know, it's been a very stable uh, force for good in, in that country. The people pay very little. Like you just said, $1.65 is about what they pay. But the, the monarchy generates about $1.766 billion dollars to the UK economy. And that's through uh, their own, the Crown Estates surplus that they have and through tourism and their effects on various industries. So the monarchy, or in this case, now we have a king, um, does so much more for the country. And Becky, I'm wondering if the people that are kind of complaining, and you mentioned the name of the person, the M-B-A-Y, or um, I'm wondering if those people are immigrants to there. Because when uh, 
when the EU opened borders in that country, and boy, are we familiar with open borders, there were people that came from all over that are not indigenous to being in England, and they probably don't have the love and the respect for the monarchy and the history with it that that the, the Brits really have. But studies in Britain show that um, overwhelmingly the, the British people want to keep the monarchy. And, you know, I'm, I'm with Judy when she says that she's a little bit jealous. I am too, because I would love to have that stabilizing force in our country. Not that I want to have a monarchy or a king and queen or uh, whatever. I, I At this point in history, I would be afraid that it would be as corrupt as we've become with our politicians. But but this has been a very stable force. And in fact, even though it, it is more um, of a tradition and, and more, um, you know, they're, they're not the ruling uh, party like the parliament is, they actually have the power, they're constitutionally empowered to exercise royal prerogatives against the advice of the prime minister they don't do it. They can do it, though. So it's interesting to know that they still retain those powers that mm -hmm. that if they get a really bad prime minister, they could step in. Mm -hmm. um, Which history, is lovely. Yeah. History has shown us some very bad uh, kings and queens in, you know, and and but history also shows us very bad presidents and and uh rulers of many different countries so you know i feel like it's a kind of a uh a way for them to have a, a check on things there and i i like that and i wish that we had that better i think that we used to have that better with our senate and our congress um the the judicial and the executive and the legislative branch in our country are supposed to be checking each other, but we have gone to chaos. And I am actually jealous that they have this, this tradition and this honor that uh, they have upheld all these years, because I think that those things are important where America has been destroying anything historic in our country. And we don't even want to know about it. So I'm for the monarchy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was busy gathering my boxes of tea. Going to have a little party. Like <laughs> I keep, I keep going back to there was a reason why we had that little war. Yeah, mm -hmm. hundreds to get away from the monarchy. That's why so many people came here because it was so bad, terrible, right. awful, and and to top it all off, there's a great article that discusses inbreeding amongst the royals, which brought their teeth. No, but I don't think that's happening today. I mean, but there I definitely have been no, but the, those the, times in history that were not great. Definitely. Sure that, but it's not just a short time in history. It's a long, like so much longer than our, what is it, 237, 200 and how many years? Right. America, it goes back so far and the mm -hmm. oppression is so great it you can't compare the short amount of time these United States have been America compared to that and the oppression that people have had throughout. So I have a question. So 
because I've been thinking about this because they talked about, you know, I've, I've heard, um, uh, you know, opinions about, oh my gosh, the, the, the monarchy is, um, is quote unquote racist and, and they're oppressive and they've, they have this huge history of oppression. Um, and yet I just, when I think about where we're at today, I look at America and we have a huge history of oppression also um, with the slavery, right? With our, our whole, our own slavery situation. And yet when I look at how far we've come and, um, and, and how hard we're trying now to, uh, a, eliminate that eliminate racism in our world the the monarch the monarchy is doing the same thing aren't aren't we allowed to grow and learn from our mistakes without being canceled aren't we allowed to but what's the what's the purpose what truly is the purpose of the monarchy now i think to unify the country and to also offer, like I said, a check and a balance where, um, you know, when you're running for prime minister or you're running for president, let's say, you're taking PAC money. You're making deals with um, large groups of people. And once you take their money so that you can be elected, you're beholden to them and your decisions and policies and the things the way that you vote is not necessarily for the people that you're serving. It's for the PAC money that you took because you owe these people favors. And, you know, the, um, the monarchy doesn't owe anybody anything. They just are. What I'm saying by that is that they didn't make deals to become the king and the queen, right? They just are. They're born into it. Um, and their whole, when you look at the life of, of Queen Elizabeth, her whole life, her whole being was in servitude of her people at the expense of her own family. So that's a huge sacrifice for something you didn't ask for. You know, to put in a nutshell, um, Here's the advantages of the monarchy. It reduces the partisanship and it mm -hmm. creates a sense of unity. And I think that that's really important. It, it kind of eliminates the need for different parties that focus on different ideologies. They have a faster decision-making process that increases government savings, smooth transitions of power, which we could use. Yeah, trained, trained leaders in a stable and balanced government. That is what is said to be the value of the monarchy. And uh, we're going to leave it right there <laughs> because I, I we're all going to agree to disagree that, I love uh, that. how we feel about the monarchy. But, um, you know, we we have a, a two for and a one against. And I'm sure that the, the numbers could be just just the opposite of that, depending on who we're talking to on any given day. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. 
Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. Welcome back to Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. And I've got a subject for you, ladies. This is something that really is... um, every day is an issue for me living in Texas is the immigration. And when we talk about the immigration over the border, the illegal immigration, there there are so many things to say about it. So I'm just going to dig right in and talk about some of the things going on. As we all know, uh, Governor DeSantis sent 50 immigrants or migrants, whatever you want to call them, to Martha's Vineyard. And that has created this huge hubbub in uh, people's minds. And, you know, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? You're you're damaging these poor people. You're um, kidnapping them. We've got a sheriff suing uh, our governor Abbott in Texas. We've got people going insane because migrants were sent to Martha's Vineyard. And all I can say is, you know, are you just kidding me? People are so naive about what is going on at the border. They just have no idea of the influx of people, the influx of uh, criminals, violent criminals that are coming over the border, the influx of drugs, the influx of diseases. We have polio back thanks to this. Um, the I, I am a person who called our governor's office before he started transferring people out of Texas and said, why don't you send these people to other places? Put them on a bus because Joe Biden has been putting them on airplanes and buses and you name it. I've seen it with my own eyes. I, I have personally watched it, them being sent to all kinds of different places People 
don't expect them. They don't know that they're coming. He sends them to small towns that have absolutely no ability to support themselves, much less uh, a whole bunch of immigrants showing up. So when Governor DeSantis sent 50 up to Martha's Vineyard and it became this huge hubbub and everybody's insulted, I, I just, I, they say, well, we don't have the facilities here. Well, yes, you do. You have this more hotels than I have in my town and, and we're getting them in my town. And, and you have a lot more money than these, all these border towns in Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and California, you have a lot more money and you have a lot more services. So what's interesting to me about Martha's Vineyard is they have a big sign at Martha's Vineyard and I don't have it in front of me, so I'm just going to paraphrase it, but it's a virtue, virtue signaling sign. And it says, we, uh, kind of like, we love everybody. We welcome immigrants. We discriminate against nobody. We, uh, welcome the LGBT community. We, we welcome everybody here. And we, you know, have, uh, we're great with black lives matter. We're great with everybody until they actually get people there and then they want to complain. And I was uh, just sitting next to a gentleman from Martha's Vineyard at dinner. And what he said to me is, is the epitome of, of what really is going on. He said, well, you know, I don't know what the problem is with, with all of the immigrants or why they'd have to send them up there because you know, I mean, the, the whole immigrant thing that we hear about, it's not it's not bothering us. But of course, it's not bothering you. You're not in Texas and you don't have millions of people coming over your border and having all your trucks stolen and your children stolen and sex trafficking and your children dying. I said to you where you live up up there in the Connecticut area now, do you have um, people dying from fentanyl? He says, oh, yeah, that's a big problem. I said, do you know where that comes from? He said, no. And how naive can, can people be that, that they don't understand? So what Governor DeSantis did is he shined a spotlight and made everybody be a border state, which they all should be. Why should we in Texas be expected to put these people in our hotels and in on our streets? And, and they, they are everywhere. There, there are hundreds of thousands of them. We have, since Joe Biden became president, we have over 4 million people that have come over our border and 900,000 of those are gotaways that we don't even have any track of. Venezuela is emptying their prisons and sending them over our borders. They don't want to pay for them in their prisons. This is perfect for them. Yeah. Just empty them and send them over our borders. And people are so unaware. And so they have blinders on blinders and they don't want to see what is really happening. So I am totally happy that he sent these immigrants, the people that are suing these governors are, they better be suing Joe Biden because Joe's been putting them on buses and trains and planes ever since they started getting here. And he does it in the dead of night as well. So, um, I, I have no sympathy and, um, these people, they, they shouldn't be coming over this border in the first place. This this is a travesty. A gulp. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. You know, 
one thing that you said, um, Linda, about the polio, we have polio because of the immigrants coming up from the south border. I beg to differ, and I don't find any facts stating that anywhere. Actually, what I have found is that it started in Central Africa, and it's the unvaccinated people. There are so many people over the last few decades that have made the choice not to vaccinate their babies. And I have known a few people that actually met a woman who had her granddaughter and was very proud to say, this baby is free of any vaccinations whatsoever. And I kind of had to look, give a smile and walk away because I didn't, that was not the time and place to have that conversation. But there's a reason why we have the polio vaccine and other vaccinations. And the surge of not vaccinating your kids, uh, some of it has to do with the MMR vaccination and the concerns and fears over that being the cause of, is it Down syndrome? No, 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 not down, uh, autism. Right. Aut um, and so once that got communicated out there, then people are not going to vaccinate, not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Um, there's apparently no proof that it is the cause of autism and, and the great uptick that America has had in children with autism over the last several decades. But I don't find the facts that state specifically the people that are coming up from the southern borders are the reason why we have polio back in the United States. Becky, I'm not sure. They, they, they're not going to tell you that, first of all. And I agree with you that people are sometimes not vaccinating their kids. They still have to have a source of, of the problem to come back. And we have over 168 countries coming over our border, including South Africa. So, so it makes perfect sense that this is where it came from. But being politically correct and, and everywhere, nobody's going to say it came from this person or that. Nobody knows. But just think about that we had eliminated this disease until the borders were open and put two and two together. And that's not the biggest problem. The biggest problem is the fentanyl and the criminals and the sex trafficking and the child trafficking and uh, all of those things. So those are the things that we need to be worried about. But what we don't need to be worried about is an airplane of 50 people going to Martha's Vineyard. What we do need to be worried about is that people don't understand the huge problem that we are facing in this country due to all of these people flowing over our borders. You know, so you don't, so you don't see a problem with people using people because that's what they did. They took those 50 people and used them as a political game. So let's, let's talk about that for a minute. Just, okay. that, just that for a minute. So, um, Let's look at the act itself. Okay. So it was 50 people, right? Even if it was just one. All right. Let's just say it's the 50 people, right? 
who have just uh, paid um, smugglers thousands of dollars to um, to get them across our border illegally. Okay, um, they they worked with felons. They're working with felons. Okay, traffickers, human traffickers. They're working with them. Um, they have walked for hundreds of miles through the desert, okay, to get across our border, all right? They have um, been subject to all sorts of horrible, evil things, okay? Um, they're, they're, these women and children are being raped along the way. Um, young men are murdered. And if you're not uh, healthy enough, you know, they're going to leave you behind in the desert. Okay. So they have come over. They know absolutely that it's illegal. They also know that they can come to America legally. We definitely have ways for people to come and become American citizens, for people to come across the border legally. Okay. But they've chosen specifically to do it this way. All right. Now they've just traveled all this way. And they come across the border, our border. I'm here in Arizona, and we have had over 400,000 people come into our neighborhood, into our world, into our state, and we have to take care of them, okay? So we have to provide health care for them. We have to provide shelter. We have to provide food. We have to um, try to keep their families together when they are not even families. People send kids over with strangers. They sell their children, Becky. Well, and there's no argument. No argument. Okay. No argument. So wait a minute. So they're all coming over here. We don't know that they're coming. There's no appointment. Nobody's called up and said, by the way, 400,000 400, people are coming over the border in the next few months. Nobody has made arrangements. Our national government hasn't given us any extra funds to try and take care of these people. Okay? So we've got this. And no one is listening, Becky. We're having this conversation right now, but I'm going to tell you that the United States of America here, if you're not a border town, you don't care. It's not bothering you. Okay. It's not affecting you. You're not walking out into your, onto your land and finding people eating your crops, killing your livestock and breaking into your home so that they can eat. Okay, so that they can survive. The majority of Americans are not facing this. And we have been squawking about it and talking about it, begging for help, begging our administration to close our borders and to do this in a legal way, in the correct way. But nobody's listening. So so what are we going to do, right? These 50 people were approved for asylum. No, they weren't. According to the article that I read, and no. I wish. I wait a minute. Not, wait a minute. They're here, for, they're here for asylum, and they were approved oh. for asylum. 
Oh, that wait a minute. Four million people are approved for asylum. That's no, no, not, no, no, that's no. not that's, what's happening at the border. No, no, no. You can say that, Becky, but that's just what they say. They come over. They say, oh, I'm, you know, I want political asylum. And what does it mean to be approved? It means that they check the box. That's all it means. But I'm saying DeSantis. Can say that. But anybody can say that. And I don't mean to, I'm, I'm a little hot. And I, <laughs> I, I get it. But what I'm saying is every single person that comes across that border illegally is going to check that box. That's all you're saying, Becky, that that's all that means. I approved for asylum. That just means that that's the box they checked. And when they come back for their hearing, which is a stupid joke, that they're going to actually come back and for the hearing. Yeah, about 1% come back for their hearing ever. Yeah, right. Nobody ever does. So so to say that when um, Governor DeSantis took 50 of those people, got them to sign you know, he told them exactly where they were going, what was going to happen. They all agreed to it. No, it, they weren't duped, Becky. They but were that's, not what the, that's not what I've read. Well, I, I'd like to know where you read it and who was saying that, because they have signed affidavits from each and every single one of those people. And those people agreed. that they didn't know what they were agreeing to. They didn't understand the language. They didn't know where they that's, were going. Uh, okay, that's, that's so... Uh, but, but this is what because, because they've been told by somebody now to, that they can get money by by suing. Well, Listen, no. here, here's what here's what people need to understand. Joe Biden has been busing and putting on planes immigrants since day one of his administration. He didn't ask them for permission. He didn't do any of those things. No. People can they first of all it's illegal to take people by their um without their permission so they these people clearly signed everything and and were told in their language and they had have all the paperwork to document that i'm not worried about the paperwork trail because it's all there but right. what what you're hearing is people that are lying and right. that's what they do the 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 administration has been moving people around to conservative and Republican states by far. Right. They've sent them to Colorado. They've sent a lot to New York as well. He has dumped mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands of people into Florida. Right. He, he has left a lot of people in Texas. We we are overrun in Texas. You, you, you in Michigan, you just you just don't see it the way that we see it. We are overrun. And every corner they are, every every if you have a Ford F-150, forget about it. You're never gonna see it again because they're stealing them left and right. Uh, there's business owners that are on the border that are closing their businesses because the people break in every day and steal things and 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 ruin things. And when people come into this country, the Biden administration hands them, this is millions of people, hands them $500 and a cell phone and yeah. some new clothes and says, hey, you know, hey, sign this and you can come back to court, you know, someday. And they no, never I, show up. No. And I have no argument with any of that. So but what I do you think, think? What do you think that we should do with them when when we get millions of people in Texas? What do you think 
should happen to those people? Do you think that we in Texas who are paying billions of dollars of our tax money, not federal money, but our own tax money for the state of Texas, we are paying billions of dollars due to this influx. I don't think that that's fair. We I need think everybody close, should participate. Yeah, we, we definitely need to close the borders. But I want to say one more thing. Governors Abbott and, and Governor DeSantis are not just sending these people just anywhere. They're specifically sending them to sanctuary cities, cities that have proclaimed that they they're um, open for business. <laughs> they're open for business. These are cities that believe in open borders. They're cities that, you know, have stated by their policies that they voted for, that they want to welcome all of these immigrants with open arms. They have said in their policies that they have enough funds, right, to do this. So I really don't understand why they're so upset when, when we say, hey, we need help here. Um, we're gonna we're gonna send a few your way, a few, fifty, a few. Becky, we're gonna come back and you're gonna answer that in just a minute. <laughs> Let the silent voices be heard. It was the rallying call that started it all. It's a wide spectrum of programming. From world and political news to societal and cultural stories, six amazing years of news blogs, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Thanks for listening. You can tune in to Ladies of Liberty Sound Off weekdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at AmericaOutloud.com. What do we do about the borders? Well, in as much as what I've said, I've just said, I still stand by, we need to close the borders. 
I understand and I know the ridiculousness of the situation to the degree that I have read. I'm not living there. So no, it makes the statement that until you've lived there and have seen it and experienced it, there's nothing that can compare to that. And, and no, we way up north don't really have a clue because it's so far removed. I do know that it was, in my opinion, a huge mistake to make the changes that Biden made from the way things were, the way things, let me rephrase that, the way Trump had set them up, we were headed in a good direction. And then Biden undid, literally undid all the good works. And I know people were complaining about, we're going to build a wall? We're really going to build a wall? How else do you keep people out? But truly, the point was and still is, we do need to stop the immigration. And I don't know how much of reality is, is spoken because of the people that don't live near there and don't see it. And, you know, news doesn't report the truth. And so it's hiding the truth. It's exaggerating exaggerating some things that we up north don't even know about. But I do know that one way to handle this is to stop immigration. And I people will get up in arms over that, too, and say, you can't stop the immigration. We're in a situation now in America where we absolutely need to stop it, even if it's for a time, even if it's for a decade. We need to do something because it's really bad. And a lot of the problems that we are having, though people hated it when Trump said, you're letting rapists in, you're letting drug lords in, you're letting this. There's no denying how things have changed. So. I, a I got a no, question. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. So why would this administration um, be supportive in open borders? What is the payoff for uh, this political party to open its borders the way that it has and not protect the American people, right? Not- You know. Um, so that would be the question. So is the question, so my, I, I wonder if it goes back to- um, you know, so many conversations ago that they they want socialism, that if they bring in more bodies, more people who, and these people cannot care for themselves, right? That once they start feeding them, giving them healthcare, giving them food, giving them cell phones, um, that they'll become, again, beholden to that political party that they will, you know, eventually become American citizens and be able to vote and, and just keep that political party in power. Do you think that this is the strategy? That's what yeah. I have heard. That's what I've heard people say. Yep. And I think that that's, I think that that's part of the strategy is, is that they expect these people to end up voting Democrat and with a, an additional four or five, six million votes, then they're assured that the Republicans will never be elected again. I don't think it's going the way that they planned, though. But the, the other part of it is there, there is the huge conversation we could have 
about the one world order, which is the what they're aiming for, is that we bring socialism to America. And one of the last uh, sort of rules that that we have not completed in in getting a democratic society or a republic as we are to be a socialist is to cause enough chaos in the country amongst the people to have no um, national identity. And, and that's what we're, that's exactly what they're doing here is, is that they are dividing the country by, by doing this, not just between us three ladies who might disagree, but between the cultures, these people are different cultures. So we have people from, uh, 168 different countries coming in that this will permanently, if we stop it tomorrow, it will permanently affect our country. These people have no buy-in to America. They don't have the, the patriotism and the loyalty to America and to our military and to our rules of law that we all grew up with. They don't have it. They don't even know what it is. They don't speak English. They don't have, uh, uh, work skills for the most part, they're not sending the best and brightest here. They're, they're sending, oh, no. <laughs> they're sending the dregs of society. They're emptying out their prisons. They're sending uh, drug dealers. They're sending uh, uh, child molesters. Is everybody bad coming over the border? No, there certainly are. There, there are those people that want a better life. But there should have been a path for them to do that in a normal way so that we can vet who's coming over our border. We had in a 400, and this is today's figures, ladies, a 400% increase in terrorists that have come over our border. So mm -hmm. for the last five years, we had something like 26 and four. And, and now, just this year, we have 400% more. These are terrorists that, that have stated purposes of destroying America, of, of doing 9-11 type acts to us. So th there's, there's so much wrong with this picture. And I'm going to say, uh, uh, my opinion, this is my opinion, is that this president is an enemy to the people of this country. There is an agenda much bigger and much deeper than we are all uh, being told mm -hmm. or that we are aware of. But there is nobody that is a patriot to America that could do what is happening to America. And in in your cities in the North, where, where you live, Becky, um, th these people are not going to stick around in Texas forever. They're, they're every day they're moving and they're moving to different areas and they're going to be in your hometown mm -hmm. and you're, you're going to feel it, whether it's tomorrow or next year, it, it, you're going to have these extra students in your schools and you're going to have these criminals that are moving around. And it's, it's a very, very bad situation. So when somebody like Governor DeSantis, back to our original conversation, wakes up America by sending 50 migrants who signed to go, who said, yep, that sounds like a great place to be. And uh, they indeed got treated very well. They got fed, they got hoteled, they, they got transported. 
and people are being transported out of Texas, Arizona, California, and New Mexico every single day by the federal government. Um, I've been in in um, right right with them when they're getting on buses and they're being transported to to different places. So, and by the way, a lot of the places that they've been transported to are absolute hell holes in the middle of the deserts. So I think that that uh, where they got transported to was much better. But anyway, it's it's something that I think that unfortunately a huge part of the country is naive to what's really going on. And and I think that what Governor DeSantis did is he shined a spotlight on it. Mm-hmm. Did it work? Well, we sure. Well, I think it's working. It, <laughs> I mean, did it did it actually do what he intended to do, or did it just? set people off as you're just using people as pawns and well I don't I think that uh, I think his main goal was to shine um, a light on um, you know what's going on in our border towns and why this is a huge issue because um, people who do not live on the border and we said this you know all along they don't understand, you know, what the impact is. This is not affecting their life. They don't understand at all uh, why we would be up in arms and why is this such a bad thing? These poor people, you know, let them come over. Let's take care of them. Well, the problem is there's, I mean, there's so many problems. It's that we're not saying that we don't want to open our arms and um and embrace immigrants our whole country is built on immigrants our whole country our whole way of life we're all immigrants every single one of us the challenge is that we did it right we did it the right way um there there's checks and balances in all of this to protect the american people and I'm going to tell you this, if we had, if Queen Elizabeth was our queen, this wouldn't be happening. <laughs> Boy, that, that, that's a truism. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what the solution, we're so far into this now that yeah. I don't know what the solution is, but for, for, for me, for, for living in a place where where I see our businesses and the homes and the private properties of people overrun with immigrants. Um, People are having to close their businesses, sell their properties. He's damaging Americans that have been on these properties and have these restaurants and these places of business and hotels for um, many, many years. And they are, they're devastated. He's devastating Americans. So if, if we I'd like to see us keep sending them out of Texas and out of Arizona, because I think um, if the rest of the country had to share the problems that we have, I think that the outcry would be much bigger and it wouldn't be kind of swept under the carpet and ignored that just us four border states could deal with this because we can't, we, we can't. What I don't know what people expect us to do when you get thousands literally thousands over the border in these small towns every single day thousands it's it's crazy mm-hmm. don't tell them about michigan 
<laughs> we'll send some buses up there for you. <laughs> What's your address? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call Gretchy up and say, Gretchy, you need to take your fair share, girl. Right. Well, well how, how are those, how are those, um, uh, sanctuary cities working out for them, you know, I mean, that, listen, that, that was virtue signaling. They call themselves sanctuary cities, but look at, look at, uh, the guy in New York that, that he, he, he's complaining and complaining about these people coming there, but you know what? He didn't complain when Joe Biden was sending him plane loads in the middle of the night. He didn't say a word about it, but, no. but have, have governor Abbott send him a few hundred on a bus yeah. and it's a huge problem. It is. This is, this is hypocrisy 101. Yeah. And that's what it is. Well, we're not going to solve it, ladies, but no. we darn well can talk about it. And oh. and we do. And that's what we do here on Ladies of Liberty. And I love it. You know, I, I've completely failed to introduce our host today. So I'll oh. say really quickly that we have Becky Colminen, Judy Moran, and Linda Martinelli here talking about all of these controversial subjects. And hope you join us next time. Well, ladies, that's a wrap. One more step for womankind. 